Wash a full key, stack a box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bunyan country we are underway with the 30th season of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. For 30 years, the best and brightest anglers in Paul Bunyan Country have been sharing their insights on the fishing scene, which is great, because if you relied on me, it'd be a pretty lame show. We'll start season number 30 as we have started most of the previous 29. Checking in with Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager Henry Drews on the state of the fishery. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. COVID-19 or not, we are going walleye fishing May 9th. It's looking like most of the lakes will be wide open long before that so we can get the boat out there and catch some panfish too. Let's get this party started. We start the year talking to Henry Drews, the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, as we get ready for another season of fishing. Henry, first of all, uh, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be here and talking about something fun, Kevin. <laughs> I bet. You, like everybody else, are operating in different circumstances. I've been talking to a few DNR people over the weeks, and everybody's out of their house. I presume you're doing the same thing. Yes. Um, you know, 90-plus percent of our staff are, are working from home, telework. And it is different. You know, we're, we all had to adapt and, and move different office setups. I'm working out of a little closet with my work computer set up in it. And, and uh, you know what? What I'm hearing from others is that, you know, it's just not near as efficient. And I think people are, um, you know, after a month plus of this, I think they're growing a little weary. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think that's the case. Our, you know, other than the announcers who actually have to be behind a microphone, it's uh, it's empty here, too. All other aspects are being done out of the house, and it, it is a difficult thing to do. And, and I think since everybody is to some degree or another going through this, I hope they will be patient when maybe some of the things they're used to having don't come as quick as maybe they, they, they're used to having them show up. Yeah, and I too, Kevin, and I think I think people, everybody's dealing with this differently. Um, whether it's uh, employment, whether it's um, concern for people getting sick, whether they have sick loved ones at home, um, you know. And when it comes down to to the fish work we do, you know, the public health concerns are, boy, that really trumps really trumps um, you know some of the stuff that is important to us, you know, on a spring day, for example, in the DNR. Absolutely. Um, what for example, can you can you tell us it has been uh, some of the biggest changes you've had to adjust to that that we might notice uh, from a public fishing perspective? Yeah, from from I'll speak to it from this question from my world, which is fisheries management in the Northwest region. One of the things that we're typically out doing in April and May is, is spawning fish. Uh, we have we run eight walleye spawn take operations around the state. We have four of those up here in, in you know in the northwestern part of the state. Um, we went through and, and tried to redesign how we do that that process of taking the eggs and the sperm from the males and then spawning them and and then uh, moving the eggs to the hatchery and that and and you, we tried to re-engineer it. Uh, it's very uh, close working conditions when you're doing that. You're 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 exchanging um, tools and bowls and nets and tubs and you know a lot of interaction. We tried to re-engineer that for. Uh, to maintain social distancing and to try to protect our employees uh, to the full extent we could. In the bottom line, we could greatly reduce the risk 
from those activities, but we could not eliminate it. And we felt that um, all things considered, we would need to, to not do spawning operations in 2020. It's a heavy decision. It's a heavy lift. It's uh, something that we'd love to do. Our staff looks forward to it every year. The public looks forward to it. We just simply couldn't do that activity and take care of our staff. And those areas where we do this work are also very publicly um, popular for folks to come and visit the hatcheries, visit the spawning sites. So there's even a, a bit of a public risk uh, associated with that. So we made the very difficult decision to, to put the pause button on for spawning activities for 2020. Largely that affects walleye, but it also affects muskie, and it affects um, northern pike in the southern part of the state. So what does it affect? What will we see down the road from this? Well, in the short term, the, the lakes that we would uh, schedule for fry stocking this spring, they won't get stocked. Um, we also will not have fry to put in our rearing ponds to raise fingerlings. So the amount of fingerlings we stock will be reduced. Um, we do get some fingerlings uh, from the private sector. We think there will be some of those available to purchase, and there will also be some uh, fish that we call carryover. We can go back into those last year's ponds and harvest some of those fish out. So we'll have less fingerlings to stock, too. Um, that's the short term. In the long term, you know, fish stocking programs are not one-year programs. They're long-term programs. And so um, the reality is is that anglers three, four, five years down the road are not really going to notice a, a difference in, in their fishing experience. There will be a gap from this particular year class in those lakes that depend on walleye stocking, but there are adjacent year classes from previous stockings and natural reproduction that should make up the difference. So uh, because stocking's a long-term program, not a one-year program, we really think the, the long-term impacts are going to be minimal. Okay. Well, like you said, it is something everybody looks forward to, and uh, it's always tough when you have to take that away. But, I mean, the whole of uh, America and the world really is dealing with a lot of that. Uh, you know, we were just talking about our kids. Well, I, I remember still their graduation ceremonies and all the things that went along with that, and all that's got to be recalibrated, too. So there's a there's a lot of frustration in the world right now, which is why it's good news that people are going to be able to get out and fish because that is something... I think that's close to sacred in this state and will mean a lot to people. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, fishing uh, is a way of life for people. It's a part of the quality of life that we enjoy in northern Minnesota. And, and I think that the Governor Waltz has recognized that with his uh, outdoor recreation, safe outdoor recreation um, executive order that he issued, um, you know, on April 17th. And that would, if folks want to see that, they can look that up, executive order. 20-38, and it focuses entirely on outdoor recreation, how to do it safely. Uh, the DNR publishes outdoor recreation guidelines. They're on our website. Folks can check that out, mndr.dnr.gov. And it gives some of the, the things that we all need to practice when we uh, participate in, whether it's fishing, turkey hunting this spring, um, or, or all of those other outdoor recreational activities. So I think the governor... Uh, clearly recognizes that this is part of our way of life. It's important to us. It's also um, important for our economy. So, um, so it is something that we're looking forward to. And in um, the fishing season and warmer weather, um, is something that, that I cherish as well. You know, we really could use the warmer weather. It'd be nice for people to get out on the lake uh, early and, and do a little pan fishing and just uh, breathe that uh, that fresh air. So, I'm I'm hoping we get a real warm up here and get those lakes cleared out pretty soon. 
Well, everybody's speculation about uh, a month ago was that uh, we were going to have an early ice out because the ice pack wasn't as thick as normal and the weather was warm. We were in the 50s for over a week. Uh, then uh, Mother Nature pulled a fast one on us uh, about 10 days ago, two weeks ago, and, and put us back below normal. And it really set back the uh, you know the ice off um, situation. So we've gone from what was projected to be early to something that might be a little later than normal. The good news is that I think the 10-day forecast has a lot of daytime highs in the, in the low 60s and nighttime temperatures above freezing. And uh, with that, uh, coupled with, you know, it's not that thick an ice pack, we're optimistic that we're going to have ice out um, before the opener on all our fishing waters. With conditions severely hampering hard water fishing this past winter, what does that mean for soft water fishing this year? We'll ask Henry that question next. This is FPBC, presented by Northland Fishing Tech. This is the 30th season of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager Henry Drews is my guest. We had a really tough winter for uh, for ice fishing. A lot of lakes just couldn't do much, if any. And I'm just curious as to um, how that is going to affect the fish populations, if at all, this spring. Um, you know, it, it, it should mean a few more fish out there for anglers, you know, to, to take advantage of this spring. You know, the, the walleye harvest on cast and and leech, and, and we're way below normal. Red was uh, about 15% below what we've been seeing. Uh, Lake of the Woods, you know, had a pretty solid harvest of walleye and sauger. So it's going to vary lake to lake, Kevin, but in general there's probably going to be a few more of those 14 to 19-inch to fish in the population because they didn't get harvested this winter. What about Lake of the Woods? Uh, that was the one lake I heard about, and I know the pressure on that lake was really strong just because there were very few other places to do any ice fishing. Do you see any implications from that? No, I, you know, I think we're going to be fine on Lake of the Woods. The walleye population and the sauger population is very strong. Um, we did see a record winter pressure on Lake of the Woods this year for the winter, uh, 2.7 million hours. That's about 25% higher than our, our previous record on Lake of the Woods. The walleye harvest, um, despite that record pressure, the, the walleye harvest was about average. So the, in other words, the catch rates per angler were down a little bit. But we did see the third highest sauger harvest um, this winter that we've ever recorded. Um, the sauger population is really strong right now, a lot of strong year classes. Uh, so I think we're going to be okay on Lake of the Woods. Um, you know, the... the uh, switching over to Red Lake, you know, we did see the pressure drop quite a bit because of the snow, and uh, January and February were way below normal for pressure on Red. But November and December were very high, um, and we did we did harvest 120,000 pounds of walleye from Red Lake, which is, you know, not that much below uh, what we would typically see over the last five years. So, so anglers made their hay early. Uh, just it just slowed down a lot in January and February. Okay. Um, one of the things that happened, speaking of up in Lake of the Woods, uh, Rainy River, Rainy Lake, uh, Bedette was not able to have its uh, its access open for that early walleye season as and, and probably cut down on the number of people sturgeon fishing as well. Um, any impacts from that that you can see? 
Well, yeah, the, the um, you know the Lake of the Woods and Cooch County did close down the accesses up there, and um, and that has largely uh, been lifted now. So there is a fair amount of sturgeon activity during um, you know that first two weeks of April. Oh, okay. But what we've seen is really heavy angling pressure for sturgeon in the latter part of April and into May. You know, the first week of May, it's open until the seventh. So we we are hearing and seeing that the sturgeon anglers are moving north right now and that the accesses are open. The uh, Cooch accesses will be open as of the, this Friday, and the, all the Lake of the Woods accesses are open now. So anglers are uh, buying their night crawlers and heading north. So I think overall I don't think we're going to see a huge dip in the sturgeon pressure. It'll be less than normal, but there's still going to be a lot of people up there fishing sturgeon over the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, it's not directly your department, but uh, public accesses are going to be open. Have you heard as to whether they think they're going to be able to get everything ready by uh, by May 9th? I, I, haven't, I haven't heard any updates, you know, recently. Um, but I do know that they're anxiously waiting for ice out, anxiously waiting to bring their staff um, back to start with that work. And they've got a priority list of the, the heaviest used accesses. And they're going to do their best. But, you know, like we talked about earlier, folks are going to have to be patient. And they should check ahead. For example, if there's a, a lake, say they're, they're going to want to go fishing on Plantagenet, they should maybe do a drive-by, see if the ramp is ready, see if the dock is out. On these sort of springs, you know, when the ice out is a little later, I always encourage folks to throw some chest waders in their truck. Um, you know, that way if the dock isn't in, they can still use the ramp and get their boat off, off, you know, by by going into the water with their chest waders. So, um, but plan ahead, uh, be prepared, and uh, you can also call the, the DNR offices and check on access readiness. This um, this uh, delayed ice out here that we're seeing is is going to really make things tough on the staff that are going to be trying to get those accesses ready. Absolutely, is going to be, and uh, plus with social distancing, it might change a little bit of the way they they can go about their business too in addition to that it might change the way we we need to behave when we're on a busy access on opening day you know we always uh, preach uh, being prepared being patient um this year you know it's even uh, patience is really a key everybody has a responsibility to to take care of their own well-being and that of others so you know when you get to an access if it's if it's busy just everybody space out take your time um, you know, practice safe social distancing, um, I wear gloves, consider wearing a mask as per Minnesota Department of Health guidelines or Center for Disease Control, consider wearing gloves, you know, wash your hands, um, just take your time, don't crowd people, give them a chance to get their boat in, get off, you know, and get parked, and um, and just, I think if people slow down, practice good um, um, personal safety measures, uh, be considerate of others, I, I think I think launching boats is a is a very safe activity. Whatever you could say on the record, uh, just share with me. Um, was there ever any serious discussion about not having a fishing opener because of this? Um, I have not heard any discussion, uh, past, present, or future, about a fishing opener uh, being delayed or not taking place in the state of Minnesota. Okay. The only thing we know is that they uh, pushed off the Fergus Falls area for the governor's opener until next year, which makes perfect sense, obviously. Yes, having participated in a number of the, the governor's openers, and I would have been at that one this year. You know, a part of the fun of that is the communal thing. You know, the big uh, get-together, the community picnic the night before, 
and then uh, then, a, then a banquet, you know, the, at the end of the opening day or a big community fish fry. And, you know, those things all involve being close in close proximity to one another. And because of those things are such a big part of the celebration of the governor's opener, I, I believe that the decision was made that they just wouldn't be the same without those elements. So um, the decision was made to, to keep it in that same host community, uh, Ottertail County, and tee it up for 2021. Okay. Well, as we get ready for the opener, let's let's actually talk some fishing now. That'll, that'll be a fun change of pace, right? Uh, I welcome the opportunity <laughs> to talk about fish and fishing, Kevin. Uh, all right, so we are getting ready for the opener. We know the Northwest region tends to be a really great place to catch lots of walleyes, uh, muskies, and basically any kind of species out there. Anything change in the last year that has caused any concerns anywhere in the Northwest other than some of the things we've typically talked about? Well, you know, uh, what's changed? We've got some new new infestations with invasive mm-hmm. species. You know, uh, Red Lake two years ago, Lake of the Woods this year, both with zebra mussels. Um, you know, the impacts of those are, are to be seen, and they're down the road. That would be the only thing really new on that horizon. Much more to cover with Henry Drews in the next show. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northline Fishing Tackle. Maybe more than any other year, we need to get on the lake and fish to make it work. The DNR and the Minnesota Department of Health has a list of guidelines on the DNR website. In a nutshell, here they are. Practice social distancing. Stay at least six feet from people from other households, just like every place else. This isn't just for parks and trails. It's also essential at boat launches, fishing piers, hunting lands, anytime you leave your home. Stay as close to home as possible. They are advising not to make those long trips for fishing and hunting or anything else right now. Cherished outdoor traditions further from home will be there for you later after the public health situation is eased. Do not host or attend gatherings with people who aren't members of your immediate household. This includes outdoor cookouts or barbecues because those types of gatherings could spread COVID-19. Explore the range of nearby public lands available to you. If you arrive at a park, water access site, or other public recreation land, see that it's busy, try a different option. This will allow you to maintain social distancing, reduce impacts on staff and resources as well. Also consider visiting at off-peak times, typically early or late in the day. And finally, do not carpool to outdoor recreational activities with people other than those in your immediate household. Similarly, do not share equipment. COVID-19 has already wreaked havoc on a lot of very important moments, including sports and activities, proms, graduations, and more. And some big Paul Bunyan Country events have taken a hit, too. The Bemidji Area Take You Get Fishing event has been canceled for this year. The 20th anniversary celebration of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic has been postponed until next year. And fishing has no boundaries, and Bemidji has also been canceled for the year. Many more will be coming, it's almost certain. But we can go fishing, and we will spend the next two weeks getting you ready for it. Tomorrow, more from Henry Drews. We'll also put the spotlight on Leech, Red, the Cast Chain, Winnie, and Lake of the Woods prior to the opener, and hear from some of the best anglers in the world, too. That's it for today. Thanks for joining me and helping us get to our 30th year. Fishing for Bunyan Country. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier. Get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. 
Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty ports available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 or 23.